and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 166. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Hey, man. You know what time it is? So just, just over nine o'clock? I don't know why I stuttered on that I so like much. You looked really nervous, and then I actually looked at the bottom corner of my computer to see if that was actually correct. That is true. Not what I was asking, but no, yeah, literally, it's fucking watch. football season, baby. Like, it, oh, we're fucking back to it again. And what a day it's been. My throat's kind of shot, actually, because I was shouting at my screen a lot watching football. Uh, I ended up screening. Funny, you texted me like at, later this uh, today. I was like, wait, when are we going to record? And you're like, oh, I just finished watching football. I'm like, oh, I've been playing God of War all day. I didn't even know that there was football going on right now. Yeah, it, you know what's, you know what the kickoff day was, right? No. It was just when the queen died. <laughs> oh, shit. It was on right. that Thursday. We literally went, I kid you not, we were like, oh, my God, the queen's dead. Oh, dude, Thursday night football, baby, let's go. Just completely, I'm like, I know where my priorities lie at this point. Sorry, I'm just, you know, just sorry, guys, but football yeah um i almost feel bad for everyone in the uk where like they apparently postponed a lot of their football so or what we know as soccer they postponed their nintendo direct uh that was that dude was, was, when we get to that that's gonna be so funny yeah so uh here we go uh the niners lost last week to the bears i was devastated i watched like only the second half and i'm like oh my god whatever uh, this week we have a new quarterback, not new quarterback, one of our backup QBs, Trey Lance, is now our starter. And mm-hmm. he does good, you know, he's, I've enjoyed him so far, I want to see this dude grow. We're playing the fucking... I just... <laughs> it was such a fucking match today, dude. We're playing the Seahawks. And he does this ama- like amazing play. We do a full-on field drive, drive up the field, and we're like, oh, my God, that was amazing. That was really fucking good. I'm, like, losing my mind. I'm like, that was great. First big play of the game. And we look back, and we're like, wait, why is there a bunch of crowd of people there? Trey Lance had uh, fractured his ankle and is out for the season. Yeah, Dad told me that at dinner, and I was like, wait, for the whole season? That must have been a bad he break. just started, and we're just <sighs> like fuck now what and it's like hey remember our previous qb jimmy g jimmy garoppolo the boy <laughs> guess who's back in and i'm like oh my fucking god and i'm like slightly worried because i'm like the, the, the biggest issue with him and he's he always panics a little bit when really? the line gets there yeah he like just kind of makes bad plays where we're just kind of like just fucking run it do something just don't panic because that's usually what fucks us up and this game, he actually did really fucking well to the point where he literally just ran for a touchdown and did the full fucking, like, jump to the end zone. Somehow didn't make it, but it looked like he did. And he literally uh. looks at the camera, turns and goes, I have the ball. And we we're just, it's basically looking at the people watching the game on TV. And it's the funniest shit. And we're like, all right, it's a Jimmy G season. We're ready. All right. Mm-hmm. Shit, I'm sorry, Trey Lance. I really hope you get better, man. But yeah, it's already now two weeks in. Back to Jimmy G. Let's see how it goes. And then um, there is an insane, like, we saw the end of, like, the Raiders-Cardinals game, and that was insane. Like, there's so many fucking amazing highlights, like, to the point where I was shouting so much that I was just like, oh, fuck, my throat hurts. Like, I haven't had this much emotion since, like, Mugen Train, I feel like. 
It was either Mugen Train or Super Bowl last year. I don't really remember at this point. It was one of the two, whichever came first. Dude, I I don't I mean I know Mugen Train was insane, but I still keep going back to the uh the Usui versus um I keep forgetting the name of the brother. Oh, demon. Gayu? Like Yeah, Gyu. Or, or but anyway. No, wait, no, no like, sorry, just, uh, is it Gitaro? Yeah, guitar. Oh, shit, I was thinking. Dude, yeah. I'm so bad with names, but, but like I literally keep watching that fight over and over again because it's so amazing. Oh yeah, that the last, animation there is great. That last ten minutes of that penultimate episode of that season is just like mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, so dude, I'm ready for NFL season. I'm all set. I have already bought tickets for two games. Uh, I'm gonna go to the Niners playing the Chargers. And I think November and then Niners playing the Dolphins in December. So I'm really fucking pumped for this. It's going to be a good time. Um, but of course, guys, uh, this is Sutra Side Talk. This is what we talk, what we've been watching and playing. And I guess I've been watching a lot of football and it's been crazy. And, you know, last week we were like, oh, good. We're done with all the fucking crazy D23 Ubisoft news. <laughs> we're free, right? Wrong. Fucking Wrong. We had. Dude, we weren't even done with D twenty three because after we finished, they kept announcing more shit that I was just like, "No, why? It's still important stuff." It. I think it was a lot of it's it was most Marvel stuff, things. Right? I think. It, was, it was all like park stuff, or was it? There's a few like Marvel things. I don't think it was I can't important. remember what they are. Yeah, they're hand, not but... important. It's okay. We don't care anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's it's hard to remembering what the last episode of She Hulk happened. Okay, it's like I I don't have time to like look back at this fucking news, but uh, this week. We've got uh, a Nintendo Direct, a PlayStation State of Play that includes God of War Ragnarok. It was on the same day, too. <laughs> same fucking day. And a Call of Duty showcase. So we got those three. Not to mention, you reminded me, TGS is happening, but we're going to save that for next yeah. week because it's not done yet because Japan is a completely different time zone than us. So the news is still, I think, going there, but we'll hit that up next week. I don't think it'll be as crazy as the amount of shit we got from Gamescom because there's no like opening night live with Jeff Keighley this time. So yeah. it's not going to be... It's just like individual presentations so far, it seems. Yeah. We'll see if Konami has something this year to They said me. They said they were going to be there. They so did. Yeah. I would assume I they're not doing... Yet. They're not going to be like, hey, here's Pachenko Machines featuring uh, our unfinished game, Elgar Cell 5. Hey, there you oh, go. They'll still be doing that. Yeah, I'm sure they'll show, still show that there, even though no one gives a fuck at TGS about Pachinko Machines. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Nintendo, PlayStation, Call of Duty. We'll be going through those three. And I think easily for sure those they're not going to take as much time. In fact, I think each of those will take less time than the Assassin's Creed talk we had alone. Um, or at least individually. Uh, oh, God. Why did they announce so many Assassin's Creed games? In five one fucking games, dude. It was insane. And, uh, yeah, we'll do that. I'm talking bullet train for sure this time, guys. It's happening. It's fucking happening. I'm talking bullet train. And then after that, we're going to see what else we can talk about watching and playing. Uh, before we do start, I will say a couple things. One, I don't have time to really, like, throw it in anymore. So I'm just going to say it now. Remember, I was going to do, like, a Shark Week Fin 5. I'll just say the five mm -hmm. things, guys. So just trust me when I say these five things you should go watch. Five, I was like, where's my hand? Uh... And just check those five out only because they actually feel like you're learning something. And it's not just like, look at the shark jumping out of the fucking water. This is crazy. And it's not like the same repeat year after year after year. But the five that I want to say that you should watch are The Island of Walking Sharks, Sharks in Paradise, Jaws versus the Blob, 
which the name, I don't know why the fucking name is like that, but Interesting. don't forget the name for that one, guys. <laughs> uh, Monster Mako, Under the Rig, and Dawn of the Monster Mako. And if you can also, if you really, if you're a fan of Jackass, watch Jackass Shark Week 2.0. It's just more Jackass. Like, if you just like Jackass, it's more Jackass. And it takes place after the last movie, I guess, technically. It takes place. It takes place after it, because um, they even talk about, like, that dude poopies. It's a chronological sequel. Chronological, yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys could check that out. You'll under it makes sense because like one of the dudes dads that's in the fourth movie is in this and you'll be like, oh, I know these people from this movie now. And it'll make a lot more sense if you had watched the, fir- the fourth movie first. Uh, but yeah, that's my fifth five. That's it. Done. Uh, finish with that. But dude, I just want to say real fast. Mm-hmm. I miss talking about games on here because it's like we talk about the gaming news, but we're always so, I think, drowning in the amount of like streaming shows that keep coming yeah that we never have time to either play games or talk about like even if we do play the games we don't have time to talk about them that much and like we've only really ever been able to get like destiny stuff out because that you know that sometimes like we can't take up so much of our time yeah. yeah so i'm hoping that we're going to be changing that soon i already have like a game i want to like honestly like two games i want to talk about one's hunt showdown again i know uh, the other, though, is The Cycle Frontier. So uh, through these coming weeks, I plan on at least knocking both of those out, plus uh, some fighting games and whatnot. But uh, yeah, plus also, actually, before I forget, dude, I really this year want to get it done. So after I beat uh, Injustice 2 and Mortal Kombat's like stories, Mortal Kombat 11 specifically, I was thinking, I'm like, it's September, it's going to be October. I want to actually play some fucking horror games finally, like after waiting. I always so... mean to and I never do. Exactly. And I, I just was looking through uh, my list of like PlayStation Plus games. I think that's why I played Resident Evil 2 last year and it got on my game of the year list like years after it came out. Because I was like, yo, I played it for Halloween. It's actually it's, it's really good. That's <laughs> play why I, play, I mean, Extra Life. I played Resident Evil hd of the original and then i was like this fucking sucks um it didn't age well at all do i finally unbox the playstation vr i have and play seven in vr for halloween i'm not gonna lie well actually we'll talk vr stuff soon because it's gonna be in the state of play and i do want to bring up some vr stuff because there was some news about compatibility with one and two so i was i was not surprised by it yeah we'll get to it yeah um but the games I think I will be playing, I was looking through and I already have these is, uh, or at least I'm going to try to get to some of these guys, but the the queue of them are like Outlast 1 and 2, um, Until Dawn, of course, finally, The Amnesia Collection, uh, Soma. Ooh, Until Dawn is a good one for Halloween because that's, it's literally basically just like a Halloween, like a horror slasher thing. Yeah. So two Outlast like. games, The Amnesia Collection, Until Dawn, Soma, and uh remember that game vampire it looked like a cool Mm -hmm. game where you're like a medic or something but you get turned into a vampire and shit that game and also resident evil 7 biohazard since i have it from the playstation plus collection so i do want to try that because remember i said like i was just going to skip all the resident evil games and just do pretty much like seven eight and two and three at this point yeah because you tried the first one and you were just like Nah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't feel like like if they're doing four, they'll probably do maybe five and six also in terms of those full on like remakes. So I don't, I don't even know if I want them to because just the stories of those are so fucking stupid. Five was OK, but like six. Either way, I don't really, really care. It's just like I'll just watch a here's the whole fucking Resident Evil timeline, everything you need to know. And I'll be like, great, I'm going to play seven now. 
Uh, I think that's my plan. So I'll see how that goes. Yeah, you could probably do that. Honestly, like it's there's like connections to the previous games in seven and eight, but like you don't really need to know them that much. Yeah. Like it feels like a reboot for the series for the most part. So yeah, those are the games. I don't plan on playing all of those games September. Yeah, that's October. a lot to play in like one month. It will September, October, you know, after I deal uh, with those two okay. fighting games and also catch up in destiny. Um, but at least I want to get through a few of them to talk about them throughout October. Just like I plan on watching some, uh, just watching some more like horror shows. Like I want to watch haunting of blind manor since I did, uh, haunting of hill house last year. Mm-hmm. I want to do midnight mass, Nosferatu, the Dracula Netflix show. Um, the second season of what was it? Um, what was the first, this first season takes place in Alaska or not Alaska, but it's like the, um, uh, it's like the Arctic and the second season takes place in an internment camp. Oh, the terror. The t- I want to see the second season of the Dude, terror. That, that show. We'll talk about that. So, good. so there, there's a lot I want to do, but also it doesn't help right now. Do you know what I'm watching right now? No. One I... piece. Oh God, dude, you can, that'll get, take you for a while. I know. Like, so I, you could stop that and keep going whenever. Well, everyone's bothering me to do it. Before. Oh wait, but you want to watch it for the movie. I forgot. That's, everyone's like in theaters early Ooh. November and I'm like, I'll see what I can do. And when oh, they told God, me, they're like, going to try to watch like a thousand episodes. Of well, I was One like, Piece I'm like, November. gosh, I'm at like, they're like a hundred, a thousand and thirty episodes are out. And I'm like, I'm on episode 30. Like I haven't touched it since episode 30. Oh, and I'm God. like, that's literally a thousand episodes then. And in one week, I've already gotten to 103. Yeah, I, I blasted through, like, basically a tenth of it already. Um, yeah, that's, honestly, that's a decent pace. Yeah, we'll see. I haven't been able to do, like, every day, and I can't, like, there's, there's like, a day where I binged, like, ten of them, and then there's a day where I got none done. So we'll see. I, I'll say, like, I'm, I think at the end of each saga, I'm going to watch at least, I'm going to switch off and then watch one, like, horror show and movie to kind of balance it out so I don't, mm-hmm. like, fall behind or anything but that's my plan but all right. yeah all right sorry guys heavy intro there but i just wanted to get all that stuff out of the way and just talk about that uh now on to the news so james if you want to lead us in we are going to talk first about the nintendo direct and i'll probably be more quiet in this one just because a lot of nintendo news usually doesn't interest me but there are select things that i'm curious about if anything yeah so this one it had a lot of things that like I'm going to skip over, like the things coming to Switch that are already out. So I guess cool for Switch owners that don't own anything else, but I we don't need to talk about it. But the first thing they showed off was actually a brand new Fire Emblem game. And I was honestly very confused by it because I thought that the last one just came out like a year or two ago. They also have a another Musou game coming out for Fire Emblem, but it's a different genre so never that un, not really connected but the interesting thing about this one is it seems like somehow the main character is able to pull heroes from like parts of other the rest of like fire emblem history I've been asleep or for other a thousand games. years or something i was like what the yeah fuck? well like they show off straight up summoning like marth and i'm just like whoa wait wait what how how are you doing that but it's not the first time though. Like there's been other like Fire Emblem, I think Awakening, which was one of the 3DS games, allowed you to pull characters from like other parts of time and stuff. Uh, but you know, uh, like I want to say I'm excited for it because I I really do like the Fire Emblem series, but I have missed like the last two now, <laughs> or 
or part of the problem is like they started making like multiple versions that you have to buy to get like the entire series or uh, story and like i'm just Pokemon? like yeah and it's just like each one is already so long that like i don't want to necessarily spend like 80 dollars to buy three versions of a game and to have to play like three almost in de- identical games just like with slightly different story beats and stuff like that isn't it a fun uh, twist you have to buy three games don't you love yeah. it yeah they they did that with like um fire emblem oh god i want to say birthright but i could be wrong on that that's like uh, honestly that's... that's kind of annoying development really it like is. i kind of get like... pokemon I, I guess i give pokemon more of a pass because they've always done that even though really that's also kind of a dick move but because all it is is, hey, what if we move five Pokemon that you're missing in this game into it and deleted one of these games and you'd have basically the same exact fucking game, if anything, so. Yeah, and like the the Fire Emblem that I'm specifically talking about was like there were two versions where like for di- like the your character was like an orphan, essentially, and you could either be. Uh, you could play the version where he was adopted by like one family or another family and both families are at war and it's like interesting that you can get two very different perspectives of like which side is thinks they're right and stuff like that but then if you got both versions and you beat both versions there was a third version you could get that had like even more information but anyway uh and then the last one for the Wii, uh, Three Houses, was a more complete thing. But I didn't. It's one of those things where it's like it's on my list to get eventually, and I just still haven't. Yeah, so no. now there's another one coming. Well, I'm not a fan of that, so it's yeah. like not not really interesting to me. Like it's kind of cool that they're making uh, a DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles Three, since I I literally I feel like a crazy person. I just bought Xenoblade Chronicles One for Switch and start playing that. Uh, so it's going to take me a while, but I will eventually get to Xenoblade Chronicles 3 because I do really like the first one and I hear just like nothing but good things about the entire series. Uh, what's the next thing? It's kind of cool that they're remaking the front, uh, front mission games. <laughs> then there's a bunch of, uh, like farming games. I noticed there was like, there's a like, lot of farming. What the fuck? That was the main thing that people made fun of Nintendo for, for this one was like, why were there so many farming simulator games? Not farming simulator, but like farming games. That's like, why it's like I noticed like, you know, you look at uh, Square Enix being like, yeah, you know, next up on uh, Final Fantasy VII for PlayStation, they go, here, Nintendo, I want to give you a farmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also interesting, there's going to be an Octopath Traveler 2. Yeah. Which I guess means I need to finish the first one. And I guess that means I'm still not going to buy the first one. Yeah, I just, that's fair. Like I, I don't you're... even play any Square Enix games, really. Like, Final Fantasy fourteen and seven are going to be, like, the first two things I've ever even touched for Square Enix, really, if you count the... Unless you count the Eidos games, I guess, like Tomb Raider or something. Also, like, you've mentioned before, you're not really a fan of, like, turn-based RPGs at all. Not, like, not really. Kind of at least not when I was a kid. I haven't really tried it now, but I don't think I have the patience at this moment with the backlog I have. Yeah. If that makes They're sense. They're definitely not like the most exciting genre to play, but like at least the classic uh, Final Fantasies, I played more for like the story and the characters and stuff. And that's why I, I liked Octopath Traveler. The first one was like each character is interesting in their own way. My main complaint was just that like they 
there's like some minor conversations between the characters like as each story progresses but they don't really do an interweaving story like each person's individual campaign does not really affect the others and maybe i could be wrong about that maybe at the very end when you do all of them there's like a special thing at the end that does weave them all together but i did not hear anything like that but it is cool that they're actually doing an octopath traveler 2 with all the same characters too so Ooh. i guess like further on in time they're like all older and, and wiser i guess <laughs> um they kind of briefly talked about mario rabbit uh, plus rabbits 2 which i'm still excited for still haven't finished the first one <laughs> haven't even bought the first one uh they talked about some more things coming to the N- nintendo switch on uh n64 expansion pack like mario yeah i know so that was my first thing i had down yeah i i, I okay a lot of them were like here's 1080 snowboarding and excite bite 64 yeah. and i was like okay that's great can we go back to mario party please i i, I actually got very excited when i heard mario parties one through three i can imagine yeah, myself that's really probably cool. i don't even care if i'm playing with people or not i, I just excited to just probably do like playing with pc like npcs doing mario party 2 and 1 just like enjoying the maps enjoying the mini games i think i'll have a great time touching those again for sure it's also cool that you could just like i i'm pretty sure you can play all of these games online like by default so that's super cool that you can play i guess if you have someone else who wants to play an old mario party game you could play it online. I'm more excited to play an old one than a new one, if that sounds weird or not. I'm not sure. I mean, it could be just be nostalgia or just the themes of those lands. I'm not really sure. It's definitely nostalgia for me. Like, the, the newer Mario parties are fine, but, like, there's just... I played so much, of the, the especially the first one, that I just, like, I would love to play it again just to see if I, if I could still fuck up my, ri- my palm <laughs> with the joysticks. That's what I, I remember, like, <laughs> when you were to play the first one, and then I bought uh, the second one, and I'm just, like... Dude, having Horrorland, Adventureland, fucking Mysteryland or whatever, those were so... That was the Yeah, the first few Mario parties were, like, in my opinion, absolutely better than anything that came out after. The third one, I've never touched, but it'll be interesting trying that one out, too, I guess. The next one, I'm just going to mention because the name is, like, it literally sounds like such a placeholder name that I don't understand what Square Enix was thinking. But there was another game that was kind of like uh, Bravely Default, it looked like, with like the character job system and stuff like that. But it's literally just called Various Daylife. I, and I saw that and I was like, huh. that can't be real. Like, you named a game Various Daylife? What does that even mean? Like, eh. Also, the GoldenEye was announced to, and coming with oh, online yeah, that support. Was super that was fucking dope. Even Dude, though we're funniest... going to play it and be like, this sucks. <laughs> Dude, the funniest <laughs> thing about horribly. that, though. So people were mentioning that the uh, somehow the Xbox like remake that's coming to Game Pass or, or whatever. And you apparently also get it for free if you have the uh, Rare Replay collection. Yeah. Which is interesting. That version is not going to have online play. But the Switch version is because all because the Switch's like emulation thing has online co-op like just baked in. If you in. put Xbox GoldenEye together with Halo Infinite, you will now have full online play plus split screen co-op, just like we've always intended. I, I just I, I find yeah. it so funny just how insane this entire thing is. But yeah, let's continue. Yeah, like 
I haven't picked up Mario Strikers yet, but it's cool that they're going to be there. They mentioned a couple new uh, DLC characters, or at least Diddy Kong. Uh, so I'll pick that up eventually. I was like really excited for it a while ago, but just I heard at launch that it's fine. But unless you have like people to play with, like physically, it's not going to be there's not much there. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, uh, I'll, I'll wait for them to bring out some more characters and stuff then uh also dlc for mario kart 8 i'll get that dlc pack when all that shit's out so i can just play Wait, doesn't it come with uh, doesn't it come cards? with the expansion pass or no or is that just I the first one it does but i don't have that yet <laughs> i told you just come on the family plan, i know bro. uh dude the okay so the funniest part of this entire presentation for me was when miyamoto came out super mario bros movie yeah and he's just like Hey, the Super Mario Bros. movie is coming along. And I was like, oh, shit, are we going to get it to see a trailer? No, it's coming spring 2023. That's all he said. And then he stopped talking about the Mario trailer or the Mario movie. And then he talked about a Pikmin mobile game that I was. Well, no, he talked about the Mario uh, Super Nintendo world. Uh, He said that. He did. Yeah. He he mentioned it's like coming to next um, year to Hollywood Universal. Universal. I saw it being built when I was there in June. Dude, I'm going to have to make like a trip to do. We want to do the opening. Want to just go and try to go at the opening. I'll think about it. Like huge Coming crowds to you guys still live. Like, I mean, if it's next year, that's like still yeah, ways away. I got. I don't hope. even know yeah. when it is next year. So, but Pretty yeah. List. So like so okay. So he mentioned the Mario movie, and then quickly moved on from that to the the Nintendo Land or whatever Super Super Mario Land, and then he uh, talked about the Pikmin mobile game, which is Pikmin like Pikmin Bloom. He called it. Yeah, it's like it's basically. I know it's been out for a while. It's basically Pikmin, um, Pokemon Go, except instead of like you are collecting Pikmin, but you're also like planting gardens and stuff. It's like it's a cute idea, but I've just not. I I wasn't interested. And then he just straight up was like, "Oh, by the way, Pikmin Four, yeah, mic drop, Pikmin Four, twenty twenty three. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" I was like, "Why did you have all that preamble?" <laughs> but uh, so. Like I got we'll talk to more like, about that later. Yeah, like <laughs> That's what they I, I've had like a love hate relationship with the, the Pikmin games because like I really like the idea, but I, I, absolutely hate in video games when you have a time limit on anything, and the like the entire Pikmin game has a time limit like that the and that's like the whole point is like you're basically fighting for survival and you're using the Pikmin to try to like maintain your resources and fix up your ship so you can get off like the planet you're marooned on and stuff like that and but i always just at least when i was a kid and i was playing the first one that i rented from games from uh, blockbuster Blockbuster on my gamecube like i got super stressed by it and i was just like i i cannot do it i hate it and i took it back (laughs) and i didn't play the second one but i did play the third one on the wii u and i actually really liked it i it they give you way more time than you need, way more resources than you need. They, it's definitely sure a much more chill much experience. more friendly to and, that kind of thing. Yeah, so like I'm very excited to see what they do with Pikmin Four, and I might actually pick up the Pikmin Three remake for or uh, remaster for Switch or whatever because it's kind of frustrating. I got to like the last boss in Pikmin Three, and I just like it, that one was actually kind of hard. And I was like, I'll figure it out later. And then I never did. Dang. And now I'm and now my Wii U isn't even like connected anymore. So I'm just like, you know what? It's a good game. I can maybe get it for Switch someday. But 
And then they talked about Bayonetta 3, which they just showed off like a new trailer. And honestly, they don't even need to show me anything. I've just been, I loved the, fir- the first two games. Like the, the stories are fine, but it's like, they're so over the top. The action is so insanely like entertaining. All the characters are interesting. Even the side characters are at least funny or like entertaining in some way or another. And just like Bayonetta as a character is surprisingly cool. Okay. Like, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that's hard to describe where like if you literally just look at it, it looks like really cringy and awkward because the main character is basically just like her whole thing is just being sexy and it feels exploitive. But while you're playing the game, it's like her whole thing is that she knows how badass she is. So she just leans into it like hella hard. Oh, wow. So it's just like it's actually really cool to see Bayonetta just like do her thing and be like sexy and badass. (laughs) I don't know. But then the next thing after that, the only reason why I was interested was because it's made by the same people that do Danganronpa. So it's called Master uh, Master Detective Archives Rain Code. And it doesn't sound like it's connected to Danganronpa at all, but just like the idea of a anime style like investigation game by those people, I'm I'm absolutely in. Because I, I love Danganronpa. <laughs> oh yeah, we could mention the Resident Evil things for a second. There's more Resident Evil games coming to Switch on cloud. That was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, it's just all the it's the big four, you know, a seven, eight, two, three. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm also exp- uh, excited. I know, I know I was going to say things that are also coming to switch that are already think, but like crisis core coming to switch is going to be super cool. I'm really excited for that game. Eh. also tales of symphonia is getting a remake or a remaster. Like I never played that game when it first came out, but it's, that's another RPG that like I hear is like an absolute must play. Eh. What else? I just have one last thing on mine. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could skip the Kirby thing. I don't care about that. But and this is why it's so funny that Nintendo, like out of deference to the Queen, uh delayed their um presentation. I'm sure it wasn't just because of the Zelda like game title, but it's just really unfortunate that the Queen of England died. I didn't realize what you meant until I looked down and looked at the name I I, I put down and I'm like, oh. The name of the new Zelda game that's the sequel to Breath of the Wild is called Tears of the Kingdom. And I know Nintendo did not like plan that. It's just incredibly poor timing. But that was so funny to me. But also the game looks amazing. Like, dude, I'm imagining they didn't the even best need to show more trailers. Box art cover right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like they showed a new trailer for it, but and it didn't really show much that we haven't already seen, other than I guess you can for sure like jump out of the clouds and then like fall, I guess, all the way back down to Hyrule, and there looks like to be some glider thing that you can. Like, you already had kind of like a parasail glider that you had before, but now there's a thing you could land on that... I don't know if you could straight up fly, because that would be cool. But uh, we'll see. Like, they also mentioned a date. It's coming out, like, May next year. So that that got delayed way out of 2022, like they thought they were going to do. Sorry, I'm still caught up on Tears of the Kingdom. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just imagining, like, well, now, all right, well, we wait. 
Will you wait for the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom right now? You can play Britannia Tears of the Kingdom currently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. bad, but it's so fucking funny. Oh my god, that's crazy. I probably should buy Breath of the Wild eventually. It'll get there. It'll it'll happen, guys. You still oh my god, dude. Yeah, remember I, yeah, I yeah. said yeah, I haven't well, I still have to fucking do my nah, play bad. my Switch with other games, it's not Animal Crossing. That's the other that's the the first hurdle I have to do. So But yeah, it's just like I'm not super hot on the title because it sounds really weird. Like Breath of the Wild kind of just like rolls off the tongue. Like Tears of the Kingdom sounds odd. I'm sure it'll make sense once you actually play the game because usually the the name does. Although even Breath of the Wild doesn't really make sense. I don't think yeah. any of them make sense. Whatever. Except for maybe Ocarina of Time and Majora's eh. Mask. Well, I mean like Link to the Past kind of does. It, and like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Like usually something it has something to do with it uh, like the the plot of the game uh and there's like one shot in the trailer where they're going over like a mural in the background and there's like one particular image of like some being surrounded by like seven or so like little objects like maybe those are the tears that you have to collect that seal ganon away or something i don't know but that would be my guess is that the tears are like a physical item and not like literally everyone in in hyrule is sad because everyone died 100 years ago oh my god yeah we'll see yeah but is that everything then from the nintendo Direct? yeah that was how they finished off the uh presentation and uh overall like it was fine like there's a handful of things that i was excited for but definitely i still felt a little bit disappointed just because every time i get overhyped by like all the rumors and like the rumors were that there were going to be a bunch of the uh, zelda like hd remakes for the switch like uh, like um uh wind waker and twilight princess were maybe going to make their way to the switch but and someone also mentioned uh metroid prime remake and that didn't happen or you got prime which... you got uh echoes or wait no did 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 dread dread Metroid Dread Five. So, and like it's, I don't know. It was still a cool presentation. It's just hard to knock it for like my own overhyped expectations. Which I feel so bad for Nintendo. Like literally every time they tell people not to like think too hard about it, everyone is like, "But what if they announce everything?" Yeah, no. It's. I mean, I'm still waiting for fucking Nintendo Game Boy games to come to the Switch. So yeah fucking bullshit uh, just do game boy advance games like put fusion on there yeah I, I mean that was my whole complaint i was like oh cool it combined console and heart, uh, handheld which means it'll have all the previous games that you could still you'll have to buy them again but you can buy them right and it's like no and it's like oh this fucking sucks <laughs> what was the point of this stupid thing uh but now yeah we'll make you subscribe to nintendo online and we'll let we'll give you a random game you'll never play every month or two yeah fine it, it, we're just lucky it's mario party this time really yes uh every no, once in a while they can deliver it seems like they're done releasing the older ones though like uh, nintendo and super nintendo if they're only showing in 64 now though eh. yeah but i mean i guess that was everything anyway on the console that, that you really wanted from those two but all right I mean, the only other things I can think of that are still missing are, like, Chrono Trigger, stuff like that. But that's more on Square Enix, honestly. Okay. So, state of play. Here we go. So, you know, same thing. We're not going to talk about everything. We might skip through, but I do have everything on the list here. First thing was Tekken 8 for PS5. And, you know, it's a cool trailer. 
I'm not really fighting in person. I always say like really Nether Realm is my small little piece of fighting that I get into with Mortal Kombat and Injustice. So Tekken, I'm not sure I'd get this, but it looked cool and yeah. it was only PS5, which means I assume then it would only be PC and Xbox Series consoles then potentially. Probably, yeah. yeah. So full next gen fighting game. Do you anything, have anything on that or not really? Like it looks really cool. And it's one of those things where, again, I, I like the story of Tekken, but I've never really been able to get a handle on like the controls or anything. Like more than any other fighting game, Tekken seems to revolve around juggling your, your opponent. And I was never able to get the timing of that down. And whenever you play online or against anyone who actually knows what they're doing, it is so frustrating for me. So I just... Of all the fighting game series, Tekken is the one that I am least into. But that's that's just my personal preference. Understandable. And then we had a couple of VR games, which was uh, Star Wars Tales of the Tales from Galaxy's Edge Enhanced Edition coming 2023 to PSVR 2. Um, I forgot that that actually, I guess, came out yeah. already. Um, and then Demia, which is like a tabletop RPG that's also coming. Yeah, that was interesting, I guess. Yeah. Uh. But one thing about this, too, was uh, recently, like right after, I want to say, they pretty much confirmed that the PSVR 1 games would not be compatible with PSVR 2. So yeah, uh, if you have PSVR 2, you're not going to be able to like buy those and play those, which I'm not heartbroken over it just because like I get the difference probably is just because of the whole setup and everything else that you have yeah, to do for it's... it all. I was not surprised because it's literally both are using a completely different way of tracking motion. Yeah. Like PlayStation VR 1 used a physical camera in front of you and like a bunch of points of light that your controllers and the headset point uh, put out. And from what I heard, it was like not always super accurate, especially if you were in a brightly lit room. And it just... I don't know how you would possibly tell a game without making like literally a completely different version of it, how you would tell it to use the entirely different motion tracking features of like the PSVR two, which is like using like LIDAR sensors or at least like the cameras on the, the headset tracking outward. So I don't know how you would ever even do that without, like I said, literally just making like a PlayStation 5 PSVR 2 version of that game. And for me, like, I know someone with access to a PSVR 1, so it's okay. I can just, you know, borrow it from that person and play all the games I need to play that I want to play on the PSVR 1 and just knock them out, which really, a lot of them were really small things. Like, what is the the Arkham VR... Um, like I'd like to play Iron Man VR at some point. Yeah, like a few. It's really not many things. So I feel like it'd be a short list to get through. I apparently really got to play Moss 1 and 2. Yeah, I, I'd honestly just look up like what the top games are. Play those games. Uh, buy them if I have to for like 10 bucks or whatever. I don't know how much they are. And then just get them done. Get back to you. And then uh, <laughs> be yeah. like, all right, PSVR 2. I'll play it when uh comes out. Maybe or not when it comes out, but when I have time and room and uh money to play it and try it out especially for that horizon game really that's the main seller i've been hearing super good shit about that yeah that's the main thing i'm looking forward to is that horizon game if they got more first party integration like that then we, we have some good things to look forward to with yeah. psvr2 much more so than the first uh vr iteration but uh moving on uh we saw a trailer for like a dragon ishin which is coming February 2023 yeah 
that was interesting. It was like a hack and slash type thing. Um, yeah, which like the from what I understand, the entire Yakuza series has been more like a brawler up until Like a Dragon came out, which became turn based. But so, th- was this a Yakuza I, game, just like an ancient it one? It is. Oh, okay. Except, yeah, that's the thing. Like that's it's the whole shtick is that it's a Yakuza game, but set in like eighteen hundreds. Eighteen hundreds. Yeah, it's like late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, and like um, I love the idea of like literally people are still walking around with samurai swords and stuff like that. Like it looks super cool, and it's like apparently this game came out in Japan and it just never came out west, and they're just like completely remaking it. And I think, and it looks amazing. Like, and I this is gonna sound really stupid and weird, but one of the games that I keep playing like a few minutes at a time every once in a while on XCloud is Yakuza Like a Dragon because. It's turn-based, so you don't need to like if the connection fucks up, like you're you don't really miss too much. And it's like, dude, again, it's one of those games where all the characters are super funny and interesting. Like I'm actually invested, so it makes me want to play more Yakuza games. So I might pick this one up actually. Nice, yeah. I never really play them. Uh, it's another franchise that maybe I'd get to in the future, but this one sounds yeah. cool. Uh, it's not one I'll probably pick up either. Just you know, gotta pick and choose at this point still, but. Yeah, interesting at the very least. Then we had uh, Hogwarts Legacy give a PlayStation exclusive quest, which I was not expecting, which was the Haunted Hogsmeade shop, which includes a, a dungeon, a cosmetic set, and a new in-game Hogsmeade shop that are exclusive to the PS5, PS4, I guess. Um, yeah, sounds interesting. I, yeah, I was already planning on buying it on PS5, so that works out for me. Uh, sorry, yeah. Xbox people. But... Um, yeah, I, yeah I, that is the weird thing. It's like, I can't believe we're still doing that nowadays. Like, yeah. Exclusive missions and shit. I guess I get it after all the different fucking... I mean, PlayStation, I guess, has to resort to this to an extent just due to the fact that Microsoft has bought so many different companies now that they're Maybe. just kind of like, hey, you want to play Elder Scrolls 6 on the PlayStation? You can't. Fuck you. You want to play Starfield? You can't. And it's like, well... All right. Well, uh, you, you want to play Hogwarts? You gotta. You want to go, go to the shop if you buy it here. <laughs> Honestly, I think it'd be really interesting if Microsoft still put out all of those things on PlayStation and just, but also put them on Game Pass and to see, like, would they make more money if they did that? Like, I mean, depending on what it is, I, I, I'd say majority of the time, if I had to choose, and I still had Game Pass, I would probably still go with Game Pass on Xbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I prefer it being on PC because I really don't want to play on my One S, and I don't feel like buying a series console still. Yeah, um, that's fair. But if it's something that I'm really into that isn't going to be like a Bethesda game, considering a lot of the times those games anyway, they always did shit development on PS PlayStation in the past. Like they'd either get the DLCs like an, a year later, or they would just like have poor ports that they would do compared to like Xbox PC versions. Um, so it's really it really is like kind of pick and choose depending on what it would be but mm-hmm. um yeah i don't really care with this stuff uh, exclusives are still ridiculous that they are still happening but at the same time i guess looking at recent sales i do get it and it's like the whole thing with call of duty like uh, i think microsoft offered it to be three years to still be on playstation which i'm not sure yeah. if that's old or if they're saying it'll still be multi-platform in the future they'll just always make it multi-platform it's one of those two things where I'm like, wait, I don't know which one is actually the, the current status uh, for that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, that's, that's one of the series that I I don't know if Microsoft should make that exclusive to that Xbox would be bad, or not. I think. I mean, that would honestly, like, they would lose money. 
that's what I'm saying is like Call of Duty is not like Elder Scrolls or Fallout where like not everyone likes to play a long like RPG like that. That like, might have expansions that you'll pay a little bit yeah. extra for. Call of Duty is a money-making machine that Call continuously Duty, like, keeps going. It, it it sells millions of copies every year on like all the consoles or on all the platforms it's on. Yeah. Like as far as I'm aware. So Microsoft, they could do that and it, they might sell more Xboxes if they do that. But they, I don't know if they would sell anywhere close to the amount of Xboxes that they would need to, to make up for the amount of money that they would lose on like all the PlayStation players that would not be able to buy those uh, games. Yeah. And like Sony could probably live without that money. But I don't know if Microsoft wants to live without that money. Yeah. I mean, I think it would also still be damaging to Sony at the same time. That would be a big damage yeah. to it. Depending, I mean, there's a lot of people that play Call of Duty still, and that's like their main year-round game. Oh, for sure. Um, but uh, next up was Pacific Drive, which is coming 2023. It looked like a weird, like, yeah. driving game. It was from Ironwood Studios, which is like a they new... They said it was like a roguelike type of, a type of thing, which sounds interesting, unless I misheard that. I don't like, think I heard that, but maybe yeah. I, I may have missed that part. Because it's like you're seen driving, avoiding all this shit. And it's yeah, supposed to be I, like post-apocalyptic Pacific Northwest. And Ironwood is a new like Seattle-based studio that this is their first title. Yeah, I couldn't quite tell what the gameplay was going to be other than, yeah, like the the main things seem to be a lot of driving in your car. But so I couldn't quite tell what the rest of the game was going to be but the tone sounded interesting like i i want to know a little bit more i guess yeah and then the playstation stars uh god this presentation confused me i mean they didn't really talk much about it they just kind of said like oh look at the um playstation blog entry more about it where check it shows like 3d yeah. models of stuff you can unlock which i mean honestly yeah they talked about digital collectibles and literally every time they do that everyone's like oh god nfts but they didn't say it was like nfts either still um yeah. if anything it does you know i think it's only because nfts exist and we can compare a lot of things to them now is why this would catch flack but if nfts didn't exist this would probably catch a lot less flack um probably I and think. honestly, I think looking at a PlayStation history standpoint, this reminds me more so specifically of PlayStation Home than it does in an it does. NFT, which well, I don't think is a bad thing. Home doesn't exist now. So it is true. Well, be, I did say they should bring it back for PSVR too. I think that would be yeah. very smart. And if they did that, like if they explained that all of these digital collectibles you're going to get to see in your like home apartment, like that would be cool. Yeah. But... I heard later that there you might be able to see these in the PlayStation app on your phone, which just makes me go like, mm, okay. You don't want to, but why? Be like with your friends and go check out what I got. Yeah. It's check a out three, my digital collectibles. Check out my digital cool? collectible, bro. And you know you're showing a girl you're on a date with, and she's like, "I'm gonna go to the bathroom," and she never comes back, and you're like, "I don't know what happened." I mean, I must have shown her the wrong 3D collectible. Obviously. At least I have my. Uh, ape escape collectible whatever they showed off <laughs> she may have escaped but my ape did not <laughs> uh, like so i don't know oh my god it's just i don't know who really is interested in this like i forgot it was a thing until they said it during the state of play and yeah. i was like oh right that was a thing and, and they're also like it's rolling out soon yeah i'll tell you more and i'm just like god you really didn't tell me anything though yeah i, I think they're just trying to remind you that it's coming 
and just yeah. to keep it in your head even though i'm gonna probably forget you until sign they... up for free yeah i mean that's the thing it's like it doesn't seem like it's gonna be bad it's just like here earn extra stuff if you want to and it's like okay yeah. it's not really evil and it's not it, it's fine i don't think it's gonna be bad um or i mean i don't think it's gonna be like detrimental it's not gonna like detract from anything we're already doing it's just no, but it's hey just, here's an extra those... thing while you're playing the game to unlock whatever it's just one of those things where it's like how many people are going to be that interested in it? And if no one's interested in it, they're just like wasting their time and effort. That would be the only negative is if they're wasting resources that could be going towards something more productive. Yeah. Towards, I don't know, anything for us or them or whatever. Bring us factions too faster. I don't think these are the same people. Be no, I do not be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Rise of the Ronin. Or no, no, sorry. Uh, Sin Duality. Which was that... Um, this one looks interesting. It's another mech game. Like, that's basically... like If you show me a game with mechs in it, like, I'll probably want to play it. Yeah. This one... I, I did look interested in this one because I, I do like mechs, so... And watching more and more Gundam, I am now kind of salivating for, like, a mech game that would be that kind of combat. I, I want, like... I don't want the Overwatch Gundam game, but I want just, like, an, a crazy Gundam game where yeah. you're basically, like, going in space and it's just like, I don't oh know if God, this is, like... Playing. I don't know if this is the best to recommend because they're old at this point, but the Lost Planet games, or at least Lost Planet 1, was actually surprisingly a good mech game. Mm. Uh, I, I do remember those ones, specifically two more so, but yeah, they were, they were yeah, like they get really games. crazy. Yeah. Uh, Project Eve, Stellar Blade, or it was Stellar Blade, which is a PS5 console exclusive, yeah. but it was originally, I think, titled Project Eve. Um, this is the one with the, the whole time. I thought they were going to re the, like reveal the name and it was going to be like a new Parasite Eve game. And I was very wrong. Yeah, no, it was that woman fighting and stuff. And the combat looked kind of cool. Um, it looks interesting, like especially even the story of like humanity's downfall or, or whatever. Dude, like, yeah, that shot where like the gun just keeps getting longer and longer. I You're like, like oh, okay, 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 okay I get aspect, it. It's a gun. Right? Yeah uh rise of the uh, ronin ps5 console exclusive this is from team ninja this is their next game coming 2024 yeah. um that one was also that's like late 1800s you could see like the arrival of the western imperial powers there and you're like ah oh, yes the west is evil and it's like i mean kind of it was really like <laughs> so it does make sense uh i think it'll be interesting though uh i i was i'm never really a big person with the team ninja games so I don't know if this one will be interesting to me, but at the same time, I do like, I do like that they're going into this specific timeline in Japan. So I might be down for it, just because I do like that era of time and I want to explore it. And now knowing Assassin's Creed is going to be like feudal, so this is perfect time of like, oh, here it's like pre World War Two, pre World War One. Uh, it's not even like it's just like post Civil War, American Civil War time, really. Um, oh shit. My notepad that I had everything written down, I accidentally hit the speaker, so it's... I was recording this whole time. Yeah. It, oh, fuck. Uh, let's delete this stuff. Uh, and then... Stop recording. Fuck you. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of the... Stop listening to me. <laughs> stop listening to me. Honestly, really, the only thing we really skipped was the Demio PSVR 2 game. I mean, like, the PSVR games, really, but, like, everything... Honestly, it was kind of interesting. Yeah. It wasn't like I want to buy all of these, but it was definitely like I can wait and see, especially if majority of these are all coming out. Like if you noticed, all these games are either coming out this year or next year. Only the Team Ninja game is the one that's coming out in two years. 
Otherwise, mm. like it's all very immediate, which is kind of nice. No, I didn't. I didn't. I have a bad habit of just like not really paying attention to like uh, release dates. Like I'll watch like a cool trailer and be like, "Wow, that's awesome!" And then I'll like not know when they're coming out forever, even though they literally tell me every time. Mm. And then uh, finally, we got the God of War DualSense controller, which looked fucking dope. I am getting that, especially just uh, really. I, I think I, uh, it's hard because on one hand, I do love the space colors for the controllers. And that is more, that is really enticing. But at the same time, this controller looks really cool. I'm still debating at the same time because I, right now I have the uh, cosmic red one because my white one got the drifting. Yeah. And I probably should get a second, a new second controller as a backup just in case. So, like, so I'm of two minds on this where like I love the previous God of War game. Like I love the whole entire series, but like the last one, like I've been replaying it this weekend because of the trailer we're about to talk about. And it's so good. It's so amazing. I thought you were still talking about the controller. I was like, what's he getting to? But this? <laughs> so like I want to get that controller just because I love that series. But I don't really like the design that much. Like I honestly I I would be more enticed if they gave me a plate to go with it. Yes. I think that, I think you're right on that. If there was like a PlayStation plate that I could put on my PlayStation Five, I'd probably go for that instead. I just I maybe the colors will look better in person, but like I was not a huge fan of just the colors that they used for this controller. Yeah, I do like the uh, the symbol on the touchpad of like the bear and the the wolf, like symbolizing Kratos and uh, Atreus. I do love the idea of Kratos as a bear. <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude, that was, yeah, uh, which I guess now getting into the final thing, which was the God of War trailer. Um, dude, I was trying dope. to go media blackout on this game because no, I was just like, you, you I know can't. I'm going to play it, so I don't need to see more. But all the tri- all the uh, the gaming podcasts I was listening to while I was at the gym and stuff were like, yo, this trailer was amazing. So I, I stopped. I watched the trailer. And now I've been playing God of War 2018 through the entire weekend because I got so hyped by that trailer. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, like I I'm, I plan on probably after because we'll have a little bit of time. I think right when November hits, I'm just going to play it. Uh, yeah, do I'm the like really plus for the fun. first one and just do it right before the second one comes out. Just so like I want to beat it and be done. And then the next day go, cool, I can play Ragnarok. Like I, That's kind of how I'm looking at it. And especially if I'm just skipping all of the like I've already platinum this game, so I'm just running yeah. through the run through the story. I did that with Horizon. I think I beat it in one or two days, uh, just yeah. doing Zero Dawn, just like running through it. I yeah. did it so fucking fast. No, that that's fair. Like I, I was not planning on replaying God of War 2018 this early because like uh, Ragnarok doesn't come out till like November, so I could have waited a little bit. But again, I just got so hyped by that trailer that. I, and I already had it on my PlayStation 5 because I meant to play it way back when I got my PlayStation 5 because they added a uh, update so you could play it in 4K 60 instead of just like 4K 30. Yeah. So, and like, either way, I'm enjoying it, the crap out of it. Somehow I never got around to platinuming it, so I might do that right now. Also, I was looking at the controllers again, and I'm torn between Galactic Purple or uh, Starlight Blue, but I think I'm going to do a Starlight Blue controller. I'm going to get a controller and uh, a plate, or at least the plate. I want the plate, because I, I want the blue plate, because it looks so fucking cool. Anyway. I should get the red plates. The, the red, I got the red controller, so I want the blue plate at the very least. Um, and maybe the, I'll, I'll debate between the God of War or the Starlight Blue controller. For sure, blue plate 
if that makes yeah yeah uh but for dude the, the trailer for god of war like i love that we go through we see we see fucking um tear which is great the god the norse god of war and i like his voice it's like different than balder's but it's still i it feel you could tell they're brothers uh which is yeah. cool and then um you see a woman or a girl on Kratos' back at one point, and I was trying to see who it was, and it wasn't. Yeah, it I wasn't. Um, what's his name? What's her name? It wasn't Freya, and I don't think it was the girl. Um, I don't remember if we ever got her name. I want to say Angraboda. That was the African girl. Yeah, I don't think it's her either because I think her hair is different, and because it's like she's yeah, in the background. She you also even... looked bigger because, like, yeah. the, from the first trailer, she looked pretty small, like a trace size. And what was her name again, though? That you said. I want to say Angraboda, but I, I am. Maybe pre- I've said it before. I am guaranteeing you guys, she is going to be introducing the Egyptian gods. She's like, I'm not from here. She even says it. She's like, Oh no, I'm not like I'm. I'm not like one of these dudes. And you could tell, like, Oh well, my god, they're hinting at the Egyptians. I am almost positive. Uh, well, Angraboda is from uh, Norse mythology. What? Yes, I just. For oh wait, no, no, because no, I think that's not going to be a real name though. That's, it's possible. Because remember mean, they, the whole thing with uh, Atreus, and then it's like, oh, hey, I'm Loki. Uh, okay, I was about to say, like, I don't know if we want to do spoilers. Like, th- So, Angraboda is it. supposed to be Loki's, like, wife in Norse mythology. But that is true. Like, they, they did psych us out for most of God of War 2018. You guys. Where, like, dude, there's been times where, like, they, like, Kratos mentions his wife's name is Faye. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, that's just, like, a normal-sounding name. And then it's like, oh, no, that's short for Laufey. As in Loki's, well, it's supposed to be father, but like Loki's uh, parent. And it's just like, what the fuck? Oh my God, they've been saying her name the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, we'll see. And then, but yeah, no, so it's I'm definitely very possible curious. that they could be like, it is Angraboda, but she's also from another, like, yeah. realm or whatever. And I think because characters still feel so scarce in terms of like the amount of different characters there are besides just your run of the mill enemy, that, you know, each one that is a character is usually some form of god or someone in the mythology. So I'm very Honestly, curious who the one on his back is, like who that woman is. I'm very that's very fair. Curious. Like I keep, I forgot like how interesting a character like Brock and Sindri are throughout the entire game. Uh, but like, and also like Mimir. I mean, granted, he's like a head you keep on your belt, but yeah, like that shit's super funny. Like the my favorite part of this trailer though. Like literally, it made me think. Is it the quote? I, is yeah, the quote from Tears saying like, "Oh, that what? Quote. Like, what do you know about being a god? Like, has anyone ever actually worshipped you, prayed to you? Do you know what that love is like? Like, and it's just like it made me think. Like, yeah, no, I don't know if Kratos would have ever been like prayed to or worshipped. He only had to, it, like, um, in Ghost of Sparta, really. Uh, yeah, between like, God of War one and two, because it shows him true. like being worshipped to an extent at least the spartans worshipped yeah because he was one of them yeah but like that is very true that like most people just prayed to Ares, and like i don't know they never really covered if everyone knew that like Ares was killed by someone else and was replaced i mean i feel like that fight would have been really well known because it was literally in like the bay of athens (laughs) but uh at least i think it was athens um but like I don't know. Just that was an interesting quote. It's like, yeah, Kratos, he may have the power of a god, but he's never really 
acted like a god with like responsibilities and stuff i mean his is so. really just war so it's not really the best mm-hmm. like uh kill people yeah i mean there's not really True. much you can do it's not like it was demeter where it's like but yeah it's... let's do the fucking like plants and shit but what's interesting is that like replaying god of war 2018 there are moments where they talk about Tyr and how he's not just the god of war he's also like the god of peace and justice so like it's all wrapped up together of like there's like the flip side of war is peace yeah so it's just interesting that like they're they insinuate that at least in norse mythology the god of war has like more responsibilities than just like watching over war. and you can tell at least like kratos has been trying to go for peace before too so mm-hmm. it's his own evolution he might learn from tears as well and, and i also find it really hard that tears locked up to just be like please leave my home yeah he's like being kratos said in a reasonable voice like it's just like yeah and also i mean honestly that wasn't the quote i was thinking of the quote oh, really? i was thinking of was the fucking i'm like who the fuck came up with this writing it's fucking great death can have me when it earns yeah. me i'm like that Dude, is that so, so cool. good. Oh my God. I love that. So fucking oh. good. One more thing about this trailer that makes me interested. Is it like, so the last shot of the trailer, no pun intended, is Atreus like standing next to what looked like, um, I, they, I literally just saw the, the wolves. Yeah. The, the two wolves is like, one is like skull and the other, I uh, Modi or something. No, that's not right. Modi um, was the dude that killed already in the last movie game, I think. Well, there, yeah, there's like. Oh God, are they supposed to be like the? Are they like um, the children of Fenris or something? Did you? Did we fight a wolf in that one? No, it shows Fenris in the trailer. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so like, so it shows Atreus next to two the two wolves that seemingly the ones that chase after the moon and the sun. Yes, and then. I don't know if the line that Kratos, Kratos says is important where he says, like, fate only binds you if you let it. And then Atreus, like, fires off an arrow into the sky and one of the wolves flies off and chases the sun through the sky and it splits the sky open into night. And then uh, the other wolf is, like, howling. That, and, that was such a fucking still there. good Not scene. only is that a cool oh shot, God. that makes me wonder, is there going to be a day-night cycle to this I game? I think so. There could be. Because there wasn't anything like that in the first one where it's like, it was just all one like continuous journey of like it was i guess supposed to be over like a day or so uh because like it never changes to nighttime or anything but that would be such an interesting way to do a day night cycle where you can actually control it is like literally loki slash atreus just like commanding his wolf children also <laughs> or will, whatever. would fenris be our enemy if the, also, the world serpent was the enemy of the gods, but our ally, would that be the same with Fenris? Because, I mean, honestly, in the previous games, you know, we're always fighting monsters and shit. But in 2018, you're freeing the dragons, not killing them. Except for one. But yeah. Except for, yeah, except for that one. So maybe yeah. with Fenris, I, I don't want to kill a giant wolf. Well, you know? also, like... <laughs> it could be cool to have it, a according to, on our side. According to Norse mythology, like Fenris wolf and like Odin's horse, but also the world serpent are all Loki's children. So, and they've kind of played around in God of War 2018 of like the gods messing with time and, or like knowing the future before it happens. So it's, and like they, they talk about how like the world serpent hates Thor for a fight that will happen. 
that it knows is going to happen. So it's interesting thinking like, what if all these theories are true that like we will see like a future Atreus is like full on Loki or whatever. Like, ah, we'll see. It'll be like, brilliant. I'm, this game is going to be, I mean, this is I'm the so game hyped. we've been waiting for this whole fucking year. This is the biggest game of the year. So it's like, going to be. I, I was talking before this, this, uh, we started recording that like, I've literally played God of War 2018 before. And so like, I, I remember liking it a lot. I remember it being one of the best games I've played in a long time. But I've never had this experience before where I've played a game that I knew I liked. And not only am I liking it as much as I did before, I might be enjoying it more. Like, maybe I'm just like crazy, but like, this game is an absolute masterpiece from start to finish. And so like, I am just, I could not be more hyped for Ragnarok. Like, I hope they pull it off. Like, uh, like finish the, the duology or whatever yeah and have it like stick the landing but i'm so excited i could not be more excited but all right for, the, for ragnarok next up uh call of duty next or the call of duty showcase uh i think can go through it pretty quickly but we see three things in it call of duty modern warfare 2 warzone 2.0 and warzone mobile which uh modern warfare 2 uh <laughs> it's I, interesting because i thought like for a while they've just had like a version of warzone in call of duty mobile so i guess it's going to be a separate thing now yeah I, I don't think they had it in mobile i'm not too sure mm, I, I have no idea I, I, don't, I don't fucking know honestly but uh modern for two i cracked up because at one point they show a trailer and it blacks out to a certain point so they play the trailer a second time and then after this guy goes oh a trailer's so nice we ran it twice and I'm like, you only ran it because it blacked out. You guys just didn't mention that uh, it blacked out and no one could see the oh, fucking so trailer. Oh, so is this actually like live? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't watch it live, but it, yeah, I was watching the playback and it was just like a black screen for like 30 seconds. And I'm like, it was a great trailer. I got really fucking confused. Um, and then the cool thing, though, was for Monfort 2, it's like multiplayer. They're showing underwater combat. And it, it's interesting because that you can actually swim in this one. Didn't they have that in one of the other games, though? You could kind of go through the water a bit, but this one's a lot more like the deeper you go, the murkier it gets and the harder you can actually see, depending on the distance. And you can't use rifles, only like pistols. So like only certain weapons actually work underwater, uh, depending on how you fight. And another new thing they have is ledge peeking. So it's kind of like Uncharted now, where instead of just vaulting over something, you could hang with one hand and then pull off like a pistol or sidearm and shoot at somebody while hanging off the ledge. So it's another like interesting aspect, and uh, these are all new for the game. So I thought those were actually interesting. Then uh, Gunsmith 2.0, it seems like they're actually trying to go for a, dec- uh, a decrease in grinding for like attachments and whatnot, and pieces of weapons and whatnot. Uh, and they have like a more clear system. I couldn't really see it. It was kind of confusing just because I don't have it in front of me that I couldn't mess with it myself. So I don't really know how it is. But the other thing being like um, some of the attachments might cross over with other weapons. So it's not taking forever to unlock everything. Because I think like they understand you're not really playing to unlock everything. You're playing to play. It's Call of Duty. You always just want to yeah. shoot shit. So if they're making it a lot that more. That was the most frustrating things I that for me when I used to play Call of Duty was just like unlocking new weapons. And like I just never the understood. The camos the point also of, were the worst. Like I never understood why you would want to prestige 
because you literally just like you get a number next to your name, but then you lose all your shit that you just worked on. I think at a certain, it's basically like if you don't prestige, you can lock everything you want. If you do prestige, it tells you you're basically knowing what you want to focus on. You're like, okay, mm. I just want to focus on this now. Like, you know what weapons you like. I guess that's fair. And you kind of have like your refinement of this is what weapon I care about. I'm going to ignore the rest of these. But uh, Gunsmith 2.0, they were even talking about, hey, you have an assault rifle. You can turn it into an SMG with the way it operates. And it was very interesting the way they were talking about that. Uh, they have two modes, prisoner rescue and knockout that are new. Um, they're in the beta. The beta is now open. I haven't had a chance to play them yet, but I will. And when I do, I can maybe talk about it next week or the week after uh, just to give my opinions on that because uh, the beta is free for everyone right now. I think the first two days you had to pre-order to play. Now, if you have a PlayStation 4 or 5, you can play it just openly. And then like next week, it'll be the same thing for like PC, Xbox people, I want to say. Um, they're working on a third-person view. I think it'll be a specific mode. Interesting. But you can have third-person shooting, which will be, yeah, for a Call of Duty game, that's interesting. And then a PlayStation exclusive operator, uh, the Oni. Oh. So it's like a Japanese uh, Oni operator. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but that was Modern Warfare 2. It's kind of like new stuff. Otherwise, you know, it's it's Call of Duty. Uh, I'm Did they talk about the campaign at all, or was it just multiplayer? They didn't. Um, but I think, like, the whole thing is you're working with the Mexican Special Forces, and you're still Task Force 141. And you're like, uh, all, you got the classic squad and everything else. Um, I'm curious to play it, uh, but it sounded like they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to fight Iranians. And I was like, fuck, do I want to give them money now? I don't know if I want to. We'll see. Uh, I'm debating on whether or not I want to pre-order this game or not. I'm still like, I'm unsure. Um, and then for Warzone 2.0, they were talking about the changes for this one, one being... Well, their new map for it is going to be called El Masra. I don't think anything from Warzone 1.0 will carry over, which kind of sucks, because I did want to try to see if I can buy that Godzilla Operator skin. Is it like an update, or is it literally like a wholly different Whole new war? I, that one I don't know. I couldn't... F I didn't mention it. Uh, actually, if you want to... See, like, calling it 2.0 is what's confusing to me, because that's usually, like, a, the, the terminology for, like, an update and not necessarily a full sequel but it can yeah it's it's hard to say uh actually if you want could you look that up and just yeah see i'll this? look it up real quick yeah though i can keep going with it uh the other thing here so this was actually interesting the way they pulled this off because you know battle royale uh, battle royale games always have that circle it decreases it gets smaller you have to get into the circle before you die uh the new thing they're doing for this now is when the circle decreases instead of just becoming a smaller circle one of the things that it might do it at a certain point i'm not sure like what i think like a midpoint for it will be is it actually turns into three circles so you can get into oh. one of those three circles so there's kind of like mini battles happening in these three different circles and then after that then it'll be a smaller circle that they can all get into but i thought that was really interesting the way they were gonna like have separate circles and i don't know it seems like you know they're just kind of limiting depending on where you are you could be in an empty circle for all you know and everyone else is in the other two who knows but i do think that's kind of a nice way of spicing things up considering no one's really tried to change the way it all works you know it's always been the same so far yeah um they're doing a new gulag system which for those that don't know gulag was when you would die in warzone and you would go into the gulag, which was like kind of like the afterlife for it. You would fight one-on-one -on -one with another player. 
And if you won, you'd go back into the world and you'd be back in the map again. It was kind of like an extra life for you, which was nice. Another other royales don't do that. And I thought actually that was what gave this game an advantage. And what they're doing with Gulag now is they're doing a duo, a, 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 a duo fight. So it's still like solo players, but now you're teaming up with another random player that you're in the match with. And even though they're, you're, you're an enemy in the regular map, here you're allies for a second, you have proximity chat with each other active, and you can fight a rival duo team. And once you take them out, you guys are back being solos and potentially enemies again. But I thought that was really interesting the way they make that happen. So it's basically now you're forced to work together with someone else that could have just been the guy. Maybe you both killed each other. And now you have to fight with this guy to take out these two guys and then come back to life again and potentially kill each other a second time. I thought that was actually really cool. That is actually kind of interesting. So at least according to GameSpot, it, Warzone 2.0 is a completely separate thing that will apparently still stand next to Warzone 1. So I guess they're going to keep Warzone 1 going for now. Yeah, damn. So do I want to go play Warzone 1 and get my Godzilla skin? Or do I just not do it? I mean, I missed the whole Monarch thing, which I wanted to play, but I just didn't have the time for. Um, like oh well. the one, I guess, what with the new circle, like the multi-circle thing, like it, it would feel different from the first one. So I guess it's like, yeah, if you want to play the the more traditional battle royale style you could go back and play the first one plus all the uh Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer i think aspects so like the, the swimming the yeah. ledge peaking that's all in 2.0 which 1.0 yeah that's have. the number one thing on like the list of things that call of duty like uh, posted to their twitter was that the the first bullet point is built for next gen so that actually is interesting to me that it's like literally built for the newer consoles because Warzone two point or Warzone one has been out for like a while at this point. Yeah, I think so. Well, it's been out for three years because it came with the yeah. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It was then there with Black Ops, uh, Cold War, oh, and yeah, then right. for Vanguard. It was all that? It was from there, which actually makes more sense why uh, Microsoft said, "Hey, we'd keep you guys for three more years because then you'd go through with Modern Warfare two, and then whatever is the next uh, Treyarch game and Sledgehammer game." Uh, and then once those are done, then it would be potentially Warzone 3.0. And then they go Warzone 3.0 yeah. and Call of Duty from then on, Xbox exclusive or whatever, not on PlayStation. Or I guess not exclusive, but they just go, it's no longer on PlayStation. So that could be what we're looking at. It could be like a three-year system for it. Uh, and they just always launch with Infinity Ward because maybe they're the best to like, I guess, manage it. Like they know how Warzone works. So they're the ones that are like, taking care of it but i could be wrong I could considering yeah like, when you why look would at you the... switch to a different studio if you literally already has one have one that's like good at working doing on it. it already but at the same time too if you look at the call of duty one or two um credits it is literally every single activision studio working on it that's not on blizzard oh <laughs> it's like literally eight studios i was kind of like damn imagine if these guys got to make their own games that'd be crazy instead of being support studios that's it was honestly when i saw that list i actually got a little depressed looking at it it was kind of sad Dude, it's like kind of um, the same for Assassin's Creed and Ubisoft, though. Like, they literally have, like, so many studios around the world to make... Like, especially now, there's game. five games. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Yep. Uh, and then the last thing for Warzone, uh, it's two things, actually. Well, one, the launch is uh, November 16th, with it, which I think they said was two weeks after Modern Warfare 2 will be out. So you can, like, just play multiplayer for two weeks and then get into Warzone if that's what you're into. And the other thing being there's going to be a new Warzone mode called DMZ. There was no details yet. They'll talk about it later, but it sounds like they'll have extractions in it. So instead of just like being last man standing, it'll actually have the aspects like Hunt Showdown or Tarkov, 
where uh, I guess more specific to Tarkov because that's how people like to think of extracting, but it could have that kind of thing where you go in, you go out and there's no circle. Instead, you're doing like that kind of thing where you're doing missions or whatever. Um, if they're trying to get into that area, that's a very lucrative thing because first they came in and said, hey, move over fucking PUBG, Fortnite, Apex. We have a battle royale. And now that could be move over Tarkov, Cycle, Hunt. We have a fucking extraction yeah. royale too. Uh, and we can do all of it because we're fucking Call of Duty. We're fucking Activision. So... That would actually be cool if they could get like both kinds of battle royale like into the same like game. Yeah. Like they're just different modes because that is like I haven't played too much of Hunt, but like that is the coolest thing about it is that like it has a lot of the battle royale mechanics of just like you versus a bunch of other people and you're like kind of trying to hunt each other. But like the way they go about making like giving you specific objectives that everyone is going for and like you can extract without anything yeah but then you just get nothing and like you could choose to either go for the objectives or wait for someone else to take them out first and, and then, then take hunt them out those people yep like and it still has a lot of that like player versus player thing but like it's but there's no circle to it or anything there's nothing forcing you together it's just like how much into it do you want to get and how much are you willing to like put on the line to get stuff out of it. Yeah. And then um, Warzone Mobile. So the map for that is going to be Verdunsk, which is the map from the original Warzone version. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be up to 120 players in a match for mobile. And they yeah, said no bots. They said, I know other Royals may do this. Sure. We will make sure there are no bots. We're saying it now, no bots. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and then they said, uh, your time is, they, they, they did like a whole like Call of Duty tech thing saying it's all powered by the same tech as PC and console Warzone. All the different Warzone uh, platforms are all from the same Call of Duty tech. And then they said, one thing that actually I did appreciate because they're like, your time is precious. We understand this, which is why I think Gunsmith 2.0 is supposed to be less grinding. And it sounds like they're like, we want to make sure when you come in and play that you're having a fucking good time and you're getting your time's worth. Not your money's worth, but your time's worth to play. They didn't say not your money's worth. I'm just saying that. But if they're really saying, we want to make sure you have a t great experience with the time you have to play, I really do actually appreciate that. And that sounds really fucking good. If it's like less grinding, just more play, I can just play to play and not have to worry about crazy unlocks all the time. Or at least like seasonal shit, like seasonal season pass stuff. I'm more down to like, do stuff for because that at least like you know what you're paying for versus i don't want to fucking unlock all the camos by doing this dumb shit or like grind myself to death yeah. for attachments and whatnot and then they said a uh, cross play so like you know warzone's cross between pc console altogether uh cross free for mobile will be between ios and android they all can play together oh that's um, neat yeah and then they said early access go sign up and then they're like on android and i'm like fuck google play wow. get out of here yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was cool. And that was everything for the Call of Duty showcase for the most part. Um, good time. And that is all the news guys. And we have time for a little bit. I'm doing it now. I don't give a fuck. We're talking yeah. about it. I watched Bullet Train, everybody. I watched Bullet Train. Oh my God. It's finally happening. Finally fucking happening. Four episodes in. I can finally say it. It's been like literally <laughs> over a, a literally a fucking month since I've seen this movie. Um, guys, I gotta say, like I went 
James was like, I don't want to see it. And I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, like I'd, I'd seen the trailers and it looks like kind of funny, but like not, it didn't seem like something I needed to see. So I was like, yeah, that, I could skip this one. I went to a theater. I was just like, I'll just go alone. It's fine. Go to the Alamo um, season pass. I want my money's worth anyway from the season pass. I go and I watch it. And I think I'm going to be honest. It's probably because it's probably Disney's fault um, because, you know, Disney and Marvel, they have this stuff going down your throat 24 seven. You're getting all their stuff 24 seven. And it's, you know, some of it's different, but it's all also feels the same at the same time, just yeah, year yeah. round. Even I'll admit like the, there's some variety to like what Marvel puts out and stuff like that, but it, it all still has a very samey feel. You all feel like, yeah, it's the, what you said before. It's the Marvel TV. It's the year round Marvel show. Yeah, it's the Marvel show. It's the Marvel show. And I'm like, yeah, you know, Marvel shows kind of made me tired. And I'm like, I want to go to sleep because Marvel show puts me to sleep at this point. And I watched Bullet Train and I'm like, it's just a fucking action movie that has funny shit on a train and there's a lot of violence and blood. And I'm like, this feels like such a nice breath of fresh air. It feels so just easy to take in. It's a fun, cool movie. It's like, honestly, I think the reason I liked it so much is it feels like older movies we don't really get anymore of, hey, want to make a, a fucking just make a movie about people killing each other on a train like someone said it, it remind it's very much similar to smoke and aces which is like an older i don't even uh, want to yeah. say it was I like 20 two, like it was not even 2010s so it was like a 2000s uh movie or something like that but it's straight up just like brad pitt on a train delivering a package he used to be like this like big violent dude that can kill everybody and he's like i, I just want to like do this one thing i'm kind of like talking my way out of situations now i don't really want to be violent and then it turns out like all these people on this train are all there because of one guy planted them there to kind of kill each other and including his own son and this dude's like named the white death and he's played by fucking um michael shannon oh yeah and he's like some russian dude that took over like a japanese yakuza family and he killed like the boss and just he's like this insane cool looking dude who has he always plays Russian roulette before he kills someone and he'll like do the full on fucking like spin the chamber uh, on his sleeve. Does the re revolver ocelot show? And then he goes, shoots himself, nothing happens, goes, shoots Yaku's boss, dude fucking just dies immediately, and you're like, oh my god, this dude's insane. But it it's such a cool movie. You have characters like Brad Pitt, who is like pretty much like the best fighter on the train, it feels like. Like he's actually really good at his job he just doesn't like to kill people and he pretty much kills a lot of people accidentally like he'll just like throw something and it ricochets and a knife will just like implant itself in a dude's chest and you're like oh fuck <laughs> or someone will accidentally get poisoned or something um like there's a woman that is known to poison everybody and uh he accidentally took the antidote for the poison before and she like gets him with it, like a snake bites him and it's the snake where the poison's from. And he's like, oh, nothing happened. And it's like, yeah, you already did the antidote. She gets poisoned. She's like, fuck. And then just dies. And that's funny. It's so ridiculous. Like there's, it's, it's funny because all these characters they'll bring in, will have a full fucking backstory. Like this one dude who's like this Mexican hitman who's like unbeatable, has a full backstory, gets on the train, fights Brad Pitt, dies immediately. And yeah. you're like, we just got like a whole thing from him. And it's like, yeah, now he's dead. And you're like, okay. Um, two other characters that are really fun in this is actually um, 
Uh, they're called Lemon and Tangerine. They're brothers who are pretty much adopted because one is Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh, you'll know him, of course, as uh, Kick-Ass, as Quicksilver. Oh, Didn't yeah. see that coming. And, um, of course, like in Godzilla and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but he's in it. He plays Tangerine. And his brother is Brian Tyree Henry, who plays Lemon. And for those who don't know, he... Uh, what was he in? He was in something that was uh, recent, I want to say, but... Um, oh, he was Fastos in Eternals. That's where I knew him from. Oh, right. He's also Bernie Hayes in Godzilla vs. Kong, the dude with the podcast. He's also Paperboy in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I think he's coming back for Godzilla vs. Kong too. The podcast Neat. guy, which is hilarious. He's like the fucking... Um, he's like the conspiracy theorist. Yeah, he's the conspiracy theorist. So him and... Him and he, I, dude, I, I loved that he was like constantly talking about like hollow earth shit and then it ends up being real. It's like, oh, fuck, it's all, yeah. But like him and <laughs> uh, Aaron Kelly Johnson, like Lemon and Tangerine, they're adopted brothers, I guess, but they're like dual hitmen that do stuff. At one point, they actually almost killed Brad Pitt in like a flashback. But uh, they are very interesting because you could feel the different influencers from other movies that come into this. Like I said, Smoke and Aces, a little bit of Snowpiercer because it's on a fucking train. Uh, but also uh, Tarantino, because their dialogue is very Tarantino-esque. And the funny thing is Lemon is a very, very, very good judge of character where he'll like, he'll judge a person and he'll be like, this person is like this. He he metaphors people and associates them with a specific character from Thomas the Tank Engine. Okay. And he'll be like, you're like this character which means your tendencies are like this, this, and this, which means you have to die or we don't trust you or something or you're okay. And he basically judges characters like that. And it's very much like a gimmick in this movie, but the way he does it actually makes sense. And you're like, if you remember any of the Thomas characters, you're kind of like, I actually really have an appreciation for the way he's doing this to the point where like, there's this girl in it who turns out to be like the white death's daughter. Uh, and she's also trying to fuck everything up too. Uh, she is more or less like kind of screwing over a lot of the characters we have here. And he knows that she's like one of the enemies and he like tries to stop her and all this stuff, but I don't want to spoil everything, but like, um, all these characters have a specific role and each one is like really fucking cool. The way they just pull off how you get sold by each of these characters where there isn't really one that doesn't feel interesting and there's some that you think are going to have more of a role and they don't like there's straight up just uh, two people that are in the movie that you think will have bigger roles and they just don't have any big role at all. And you're just kind of like, oh, they're just in here. One is Masi Oka is in it. For those that don't know, that's Hiro Nakamura yeah. from Heroes. He's the guy who's checking tickets. And then he just kind of disappears after a while because he's like Brad Pitt lost his ticket. And he's like, where the fuck is your ticket? Um, oh, and no. it's just so funny because you don't know what happens to him. And you're just kind of like, bro, he's in this movie. OK. And then the the like um, trolley girl, you know, the girl that would have a little like all the snacks. That's Karen Fukuhara. A.K.A. the female from The Boys, a.k.a. Katana oh. from Suicide Squad. Yeah. She's in it too, and she gets oh, gosh, like knocked. She was, she's Katana too. I yeah. didn't even notice. I guess she, I just didn't recognize her with the the mask coming. Like, she like gets knocked out at one point, and but yeah, she like is also just in there, and she's just this polite girl. It's like, oh, would you like this stuff? Like she, you know, no one speaks Japanese. That's on the train that are the main characters, but she does, and she's just kind of like, 
oh, it, it, like water. And you're just like, oh, it's Kara Fukuhara. She's so cute in this role. Oh, no, they knocked out Kara Fukuhara. Why would you do this to her? <laughs> She's a treasure. Um, it, it's it's just a really fucking fun movie. And I think, I think I'd recommend it to everybody just for the fact that we don't get movies like this anymore, which are just plain fun action. You're not having to honestly like, I want to put it this way. We're in a world where each Pixar movie is trying to tell us a fucking life lesson. And I'm like, dude, I just want to watch toys come to life. Leave me alone. Or I want to watch these bugs fight these fucking butt. Like, I want to watch bugs fight each other and then get birds to eat the fucking crickets or grasshoppers or whatever. Like, I enjoy this stuff. I was a fucking kid. And now it's like, oh, well, you need to get all these big life lessons. Or we need to get the fucking, like, Marvel show going 24-7. And if you're not one of those and you're some more artsy film or something, you're fucking done because you need to make a profit if you want to be in a theater. And you're not, oh, you're not going to have a chance or go to straight to streaming or something. Bullet Train is something of an era we don't really get anymore. And I appreciate it and I want more of it. And I want more of it where it's going to be the next Marvel where I'm just being drowned on it, drowned by that or like Westerns and stuff, but the way that used to be. But it's just such a good, fun time. And... I don't have to think too hard. I just enjoy it. I know I'm not watching a movie that's supposed to make me think. And it's not one of those turn your brain off movies because you're just like, it's not worth it because you'll get confused. It's just a relax and have a good time movies because it doesn't try to make you think too hard, but it also allows you to think because of the way some of the dialogue is. And it's just fun because it reminds you of like the Pulp Fiction diner uh, scene and stuff like that. Um, It's... It's just great. It's a fun time. And ironically enough, I'll probably put it in one of my top films for this year, potentially by the end of it, just by how fun it was. Um, I'm not sure where, but it's easily in my top 10. Definitely. Uh, Just because it feels so fresh. So The only thing I can think of that's like close to what you're describing is like just a good action movie that's like standalone, not made to teach you a lesson or, or be connected to anything else was um uh john wick but yeah like everything else nowadays that movie was uh, incredibly successful so the studio was just like make more of those please yeah print more money like they said and there's so now like it's, five and they're on working on four right now so. and a series the con- the uh, continental, continental series. isn't it supposed to be like three hour and a half like basically hour and a half runs or mm. something I don't know. I'd I'd have to look into that. It's I think it's like, gonna be three. It's gonna be like Sherlock. Remember that show Sherlock, where it was like each episode was an hour and a half. Oh, uh, maybe yeah. On BBC, I think it's gonna be like yeah. that. It's gonna be three episodes, same style. Yeah, it's run. just like so. Is and it's not like I don't enjoy those movies, but it's definitely just like you don't need to serialize everything. Yeah. Oh, Shit, I just also even... remembered who the assassin was that kept poisoning people. Who plays her? I don't know if I want to yeah. say it. It's actually fuck it. Yeah. It's yeah. Zazzy Beats. Uh oh, Domino and also the the woman from Joker that's like also from alone. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. I, I still have to watch that fucking sure. show. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably know people enough. so much more if I just watch that. Sandra Bullock's in it too. She's like the handler for um uh You know who the the guy the Mexican hitman was? Wolf. You know who plays him? I don't yeah. know if you know him. Bad Bunny. Uh no, I wouldn't know him. He's a Mexican musician, he's like a rapper. Very, I've, very I've heard big. the name. I just don't know what it, I wouldn't know what he looks like. Okay, but yeah, I didn't even realize that was bad. Because I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done that. But yeah, the, the cast in this is fucking great. I really enjoy this fucking movie. Like I said, guys, uh, just watch Bullet Train. It is definitely worth it. 
speaking of serializing uh, Keanu Reeves movies, apparently they're gonna do a, a sequel to Constantine after all these years. Yeah, I heard about that. That was I, I was just like pretty funny. Really? Uh, okay, we're doing it, guys. We're doing it. <laughs> um, okay, so I love how it's like a fuck you to Constantine. The devil just like cured him of cancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually it goes the uh, other way around. Yeah. Holly Quinn, you gave me cancer? Remember when oh, she God. shoots that dude with the cancer? That was so, Who even that was makes like this? She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to go home and spend the time with my kids. That was like the funny, one of the funniest jokes of that entire season. That, wasn't that the first season too? It was, yeah. yeah oh my God. We'll, we'll be talking about Harley Quinn soon enough, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start scheduling it with everyone. Uh, you'll see on Discord. I'll probably post it. Um, we'll figure it okay. out. Um, do you want to... Do you want to do like one or two more things? I know it's an hour and a half, but uh, we'll stop here. Got to bed soon. Okay, okay, we'll stop here. For yeah, I, I got work tomorrow. At least got fucking bullet train in for yeah, like fi- a second. Finally got that off the plate. Yeah, and I like I said, I don't want to like tell the whole thing. And sorry if I did spoil it for some people, but it, honestly, it's not even that bad. But just in terms of spoilers, I mean, it kind of is, but it's it's worth it. Just go check it out anyway. It's it's fucking great the way they do this. It doesn't matter that it has select actors, actresses, or rappers, whatever uh in playing certain roles you're just kind of like oh my god it's that person it's not a big spoiler it's more of like the fun stuff that happens with all these characters more than anything um yeah uh at least i've got that off my chest uh okay so uh next week this is actually going to be interesting how we're going to pull all this off but uh at least next week guys we're going to do a gundam episode finally i think because uh, I got Chris down for it. I just have to ask Miles. And I think he'll be good for either Saturday or Sunday. But we're going to do an episode specifically on Gundam. And it's one of two episodes I plan on doing with these guys. And we're going to talk this episode. It's going to be uh, Gundam Igloo, Unicorn, and Thunderbolt. And then later on, I think probably in November, after I'm like done dying watching One Piece, uh, we'll do uh, Gundam The Origins, Hathaway the movie, and Dozel Island, the other new movie um which comes to theaters actually pretty soon i think i think next watch like a bit of unicorn i do actually really like the transformation that unicorn goes through to go into like actual gundam mode yeah Yeah. um but i guess we'll do maybe the tgs news in that episode or wait till next week we'll we'll figure it out um but either way you'll get a break uh (laughs) for a week off uh so there'll be one week guys without james uh and then um We'll hit that up, and then after that, I think we could either... We actually have a bunch of shows that just ended, I think, so we could actually hit those up most likely, because I'm pretty sure if I look at it, um, what we do in the shadows just ended, Yeah, uh, just Riverdale ended, the, Primal ended, uh, Camp Cretaceous <laughs> ended, Love, Death, and Robots, uh, I want to talk Resident Evil, uh, She-Hulk will yeah, might be done I, by then. I'm not sure. I'm Actually, not watching no. Resident Evil, and you specifically asked me not to watch it so that you could see my reactions to, yes. like, what you desc- how you describe it, like, live. So, Ugh. we have a lot of shows to go through. I know, I, I like I said, I really want to get back to gaming. Uh, I want to talk about games again, but I also want to finish up the backlog I have here uh, that I've had stuff notes on. I was happy to do the Disney one because that knocked off a bunch that were on the list forever, um, specifically, like, Turning Red and Encanto. But, um... The thing is, like, 
my biggest like probably backlog producer was my monster movie thursday screenings which i'm still doing by the way but the way things have kind of become now and like there's a bunch of older movies i have like screener copies of that i still have to watch and everything else um i don't really think we have time to talk about all those anymore so i'll probably be leaving majority of, like the monster movie thursday unless it's like a new one unless it's something that came out within like the last two years or something or uh yeah i'd say in that vein odds are if it's a monster movie thursday movie i just probably won't talk about it here anymore so that way it'll kind of lighten up our backlog a lot more and i'm not always like perpetually behind on like things we could discuss especially with all the news that's been coming in kind of killing us and all the current streamer shows that have been pretty much like keeping us occupied 24 7 and now that all of these are ending james i don't think there's like a bunch of new shows popping up just yet so we might have like a small breathing and or ha- starts next oh week. fuck <laughs> thanks okay. disney there's always something okay so we have andor fuck my life uh which actually <laughs> looks interesting i won't lie um so yeah i'm, I'm like I, I feel like rings of power and she hulk will probably end around the same time and then andor will I don't, I don't even know how many fucking episodes that is at this point i think i used to know and i already forgot at this point but uh we'll figure it all out um but for sure next week's episode will be gundam the week after that, like I said, we'll hit up uh, we'll hit up um, Primal, what we do in the shadows, Riverdale. Like I'll, I'll try to knock out at least all these shows because I think we could pretty much do them all. And if we do the TGS news during the Gunham episode, then potentially, James, potentially, potentially, maybe there's not really any news to do the following episode, and we could finally just talk about I gotta watch play stuff. I want to hope that there's at least some break after TGS. I mean, there's no more big shows. That was the la- that's the last one until the Game Awards in terms of big game shows. Sony yeah. has done their for their. Uh, they uh, can still do a showcase, but we'll see. The only state of play I think they would do would be a God of War centric showcase, like they've done with Horizon and Ghost of Tsushima. They could do that, or they might not. They might just still want to keep people like not knowing what the fuck's happening. So they could either do a God of War showcase. Uh, Nintendo, I think, is finally fucking done xbox i think is at tgs so i don't think we have to worry about extra stuff from them um ubisoft did their forward they announced all five assassin's creed games there's nothing else they can tell us i think we're good i think tgs is the final straw the last nail in the coffin and we don't have any more fucking big movie tv stuff t23 happened we had geek week already uh i think that was part of the disney plus day shit so all of that's fucking done there's no dc fandom this year either so Oh yeah, I uh, to yeah. They canceled that because every fucking chaos, and they're canceling everything else anyway. So um, yeah, they're not doing great. Yeah, we're potentially done with all the big news, and if we do news again, it's gonna be the small, like five minute news of hey, this trailer came out, boom, yeah. done. Thank God. Uh, thanks for bearing with us for this news because you know it's big stuff we want to talk about, and it's always interesting hearing it all. But yeah, I'm just glad. I'm glad it's almost over because it's exhausting as all hell for sure but okay uh that's been sutra side talk if you want to uh message us email us you can at sutra side talk at gmail.com you can send us comments feedback and uh questions you want us to read on the show uh you can also follow us on tiktok instagram and twitter at sutra side talk you could follow james on twitter at invader jim124 you could follow me on twitter at gogocomzilla and of course, please uh, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. If it's uh, Apple Podcast, 
please uh, give us a five-star review. That would really, really help us out. If it's Spotify, please rate us. And if it is YouTube, give us a like besides subscribing for those videos. But uh, I think that's everything. And we will catch you guys later on with Gundam, Harley Quinn, and a bunch of other shows in another Side Talk episode. See you later. Thanks for listening.